This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. I'm James Seltzer. With me as always, my guy, Jackie Fritz. Jack, I'm going to start off by just letting you know I want to get it out there. It yes. hasn't been out there much. I'm meeting with the Padres today. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I just want to put it out there. Boris is also Let using you. Let know that, uh, yeah, I'm meeting with the Padres today. It has been a, it's been a, it's been a really long week. It's I gotta be honest with you. It's been the worst. I'm getting real sick of all this, Jack. <laughs> Not gonna lie to you, buddy. Getting uh, real sick of this. And like, I thought it was all coming to a head this week. Like kind of, there's a lot of momentum building towards it being like, this is the week. And then today happens, and it <laughs> and seems it's like. Not the week. And then today happens, and it seems like it's all slowing down again into this big death of misery. I mean, friend of the of show, death. we love you, Bob. Bob Nightingale saying it could stretch into March. No, <laughs> Bobby. No. Well, it's not, it's, I will be. Look, it's I, not going to send it. I said on the last episode, I hopes that I believed it would happen after the Super Bowl. I'm going to stick with that prediction. I still think it makes a lot of sense. But man, uh, the way this is playing out. All right, let's start with the uh, rumors for today. Oh yeah, first can, and foremost, let's. We mentioned this last time. Apologies to Carl Weathers, worst right. thing we've ever done in our lives. I feel so bad about that. It was bad. Also from last show, apologies to like Greg Maddox and others and who Max we didn't Scherzer mention on the King fly. Felix. So we got a lot of apologies listen, going around. They all listen to the podcast. We are. I mean, I consider myself a pitching guy. Yeah, the fact it's a bad job. It was bad. It was bad all around. We do like baseball. Like we are baseball fans, and the fact that we missed that was a bad indictment. It was in the moment. We're thinking, you right. know, like sometimes I put it you, just doesn't pop up. You put me on the spot. I put you on the spot. That was on me. So uh, it was a bad look all around. I uh, hope you still listen to the podcast. Yeah, don't hate us. Now back to what we're talking about. The freaking Padres, Jack. The, the, the mystery team is the Padres. Can you think of a place less likely for Bryce Harper to end up than Sandy freaking Ego? Like, so, what is happening right now? I'm so tired. Of, Scott, Boris, enough. Listen, Scott, you POS. Enough, man. <laughs> like, stop. Like, um, I know how great you are. You're the best who ever did this. I'm starting to really hate you, bro. Well, everyone hates him. But here's my thing, is that when I saw the Padres thing come out, I honestly, James, I am not lying to you, I started laughing. I did, too. My first reaction was a, 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 like an audible snort. It was like, ha! Huh! Like, that kind of thing. And and as, as as I started laughing and everyone started commencing this freak out, like he's actually in a sign with the Padres, I, couldn't, I could not help... But think of what Matt Klintak's reaction was, because my react, my in my mind, Matt Klintak kicked his feet up, lit a cigar, and said, "That's adorable, Scott. <laughs> like that is adorable." He, Bryce Harper, is not signing. Like the the San Diego Padres cannot afford him. They they signed Eric Cosmo last year. Like they're not going to have thirty percent of their payroll being 
cooped up in two players. I understand that Luis Urias, uh, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., yes. and the kids are coming, and uh, and Paddocks or whatever his name is. Like, I understand they have a lot of young talent. And it's Best a, farm system in baseball. A, well, yeah, and them in the White Sox. Yeah. Also, side tangent. They traded Fernando Tatis Jr. for James Shields. Oh, it's so bad. Like, An epically all-time bad had, trade. Imagine if they had Fernando Tatis Jr., Eloy in Jimenez. In Chicago? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? They have two of the top three prospects in baseball. To I go mean, along with Yon Mankata and yeah, Michael Kopech. Yeah. And, like, just g- good job by the White Sox. Yeah, Rick Hahn's um, a good GM. I'm just saying that, like, everyone's freaking out about the White Sox. Or about the, about Padres. the Padres. And I just don't understand why. Like, Relax. Please. He is not. This is this is the most obvious. Like, like the, here's how I envision this: is that the Phillies have their money and they have their offer, and they haven't budged from it because they haven't felt the need to budge from yep. it. And all that today is, and all that like, the, who benefits the most from that getting out? It's Boris, obviously. So like, the everyone's get reporting this all today. It is a clear sign. Like, hey, I need to drum up some kind of other interest, or else I'm going to take Bryce Harper's Philly with less money. Like that is what is happening. And Klensak, to his credit, is staring down the belly of the beast because I don't think he's going to flinch unless there's a legitimate offer on the table. Unless he has to, right? That's what it comes down to. And in his mind, he's reading through the BS and he's saying, I don't buy it. And he should. That's one of the things, the fears we talked about was the Phillies bidding against themselves in this offseason. They seem to be doing a really good job of waiting this out, just like they did last year with, obviously, didn't turn out to be a great signing, but waited out the Jake Arrieta signing. We've seen the Phillies attempt to do this. They're looking for value. Here's my question, Jack, because it's been the kind of the number one reaction to today is they waited too long. They blew it. They're going to get caught. Someone's going to come in and get him. Talk to the people, Jack. Listen, listen. Even if they, even if you think that they waited too long, like I want you to listen to this part very carefully. The Phillies came into this offseason saying they're going to spend stupid money or whatever. Like they have the money, they've been planning for this for years. No matter what team goes out there and says, hey, here's a $300 million offer, whatever, Scott Boris and Dan Lozano are not, not going to check back in the Phillies with the Phillies before accepting. Whatever offer. Correct. So if they come back and say, hey, we got 300 from the Padres, which is not going to happen. No. B- Bo- uh, Middleton and, and Klentak and McPhail can all come together and say, cool, here's 330. Like if they have to do it, they're good. So no matter what, the Phillies ultimately have a trump card. And I just want to say this, that at this point, this is now a Middleton show. I think like, if it comes down to money, like you can't get cheap, John. Like, if you want to really be Jack Middleton, mm-hmm. you better you better spend the money if you have to. Because Klentak's doing his best job negotiating, but if it comes back down to, hey, this is their offer, they're going to take it unless we top it, then Jack Middleton has to show up. So like, Jack! Right, I'm just saying that, stop. Like, he is, no matter what offer comes out, if you hear about an offer, whatever, they are, Dan Lozano and, Dan, and Scott Boris are going to check back in with the Phillies. That's what's going to happen. It, look, it would they have a fiduciary responsibility to their client to do so. Like, they owe it to Manny Machado and Bryce Harper to get them the biggest deal that they can. It wouldn't make any sense to be like, oh, well, right, we got a better deal. See ya. Sorry, Phillies. Like, of course you're going to go back to the Phillies. The Phillies aren't out of this because other teams are getting involved. Yeah. And again, we don't really know if any teams evolve. Look, very easily, Scott, Scott Borska said the Padres, hey, come have a meeting with us. We know you're not going to be able to afford Harper, but 
I'll help you out down the road. Get my back. That stuff happens all the time. There are so many things like this. And look, the Padres should be having a meeting. Do your due diligence. Find out if what the price is and say, ah, maybe we could afford that. And then the Phillies can top it. This is all... I am I am done, Jack. I am so done. I'm not listening to anything. I'm not believing anything else I hear. I think Bryce Harper will be a Philly. I think it's going to happen at some point. Until that point happens, I'm done. And here's my, I got a Scott Boris take for you. This whole I'm just this, glad he would take. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, sometimes you got to bring <laughs> uh, Well, I mean, uh, uh, one take is that Scott Boris is the greatest ever do it, but that's not really a, a take because everyone knows it. I believe... That Scott Boris was the reason for those leaks this week. The gambling site. All that type of stuff. Someone leaking to something in Vegas to change the the World Series odds. All that type of stuff. I think that came directly from Scott Boris because Scott Boris is trying to use us against the Phillies. He is trying to make Phillies fans so angry, so ready for this that there is so much pressure on this organization from the fans that they're like we got to do this now yep i believe that to my core it's a great take it's a great take and i i don't know if maybe they did but and me and joe were talking about this last night usually i don't want the teams in this in this town to listen to the fans but in this case like it's so (laughs) it's so overwhelming like listen if we get manny machado i think we'll be happy but I think it'll be I think it'll be a tad disappointing. Oh, it absolutely at this point, it absolutely will be a tad disappointing. And I just I just think for the first time ever is listen to the people. Listen to the fans. Harper is like our guy. Like yep. we want that guy to be in Citizens Bank Park. He, like home run sell, sex sells, and that's what Bryce Harper is. So he's like, the face of baseball too. Mike Trout's the best player. Bryce Harper is the most recognizable yeah, people, player in this. For some sport. reason, people can't get that through their skull. I said that on the show the it's other night. It's very different things. Like we can all agree, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. We know that I he's mean, the best player in a generation. I mean, Derek Jeter was the face of baseball. He's not he's in the, the first best player. Bout, he's not in the first bout Hall of Famer. <laughs> that's a take right there. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the point, though. Like, it's okay to say Bryce Harper is more famous. If you go up to a thousand people, a million people, whatever, and show them a picture of each guy, more people are going to know Bryce Harper. Yeah. It's just what it is. So, yeah, so, like, uh, listen, I the, the whole Padres thing today, I, I from from this uh, the Padres, this, we're this talking pod- about the San Diego Padres. They couldn't even keep their football team in that city. There are certain teams in all sports that will never win a championship. The Padres are one of those teams. Like, Can you imagine Bryce Harper and Padres Brown? Like, like it's on. just it's just not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Like it's just they are a small market team that has a great farm system. And that's how they have. They're not gonna commit. This is like the Rangers when they brought in a Rod. Twenty five percent of the payroll was a Rod, mm-hmm. and they couldn't afford anything else. It was a disaster. And and a Rod played great, and what? it was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. So like just just from the High Hopes podcast to you, just know this is all posturing BS from Scott Boris because no one else is really in the Bryce Harbor sweepstakes. No one else is in the Bryce Harbor sweepstakes besides the Phillies. It is only the Phillies. The Nationals, no. And I swear to God, I am going to have a personal retweet Armageddon when they sign Bryce Harper <laughs> for every a-hole that tweets me every freaking day about how he's going back to the Nationals. Like, 
I hope everyone in my timeline unfollows me because there's going to be a fury of just tweets back at me saying he's going back to the Nationals. They're not getting any one of these guys. Bryce Harper is going to be a Philly. Everything that's happening right now is BS. I understand that a lot of a lot of people in this town have just like this is their first offseason. They've really been paying attention for like seven years. The game has changed. This is a classic Boris. Relax. Like he's going to be a Philly. That's the official high hopes position. It is. It is a staunch position. We feel incredibly strongly. We've been saying it for months now, and nothing has made us waver. In fact, everything we've heard, including this Padres thing today, has just made me feel even more confident that Bryce Harper is going to be a Philly. Um, I enjoyed, by the way, the the Bryce Harper like in the Reese Hoskins Instagram post in like a minute. Um, he w- literally was not even up for it. Was, it. it was under a minute. Bryce, right, Reese Hoskins posed something uh, along the lines of like, it's going to be uh, excited to get to spring training, yeah. what could happen, or something with a cloud bubble. And Bryce Harper liked it immediately. Like, And I, I look, here's the thing. They're getting Bryce Harper. Yeah. I just, I, I'm so, and the, the this narrative I mentioned before is driving me crazy. The, <laughs> they waited too long. Right. They, look, this is baseball now. It sucks. I hate this whole thing, but this is how it works. J.D. Martinez, a Scott Boris client, the top free agent on the market last year, signed on February 26th. February 26th. I mean, yeah, Arietta was into March. Arietta was into March. So, I, I, and he was the you know him and Darvish, the best pitchers on the market. <laughs> well, only one GM. Who would have thought that Arietta would actually be even better than Darvish? Darvish is that bad. I'm well, talking about with, how, how bad we knew Arietta was. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so if any of listen, if you as a high hopes listener, you understand this, right? Yeah, we have. That's listeners. why you're listening to this podcast. And if if you got a friend out there that is freaking out, just tell him to listen to the first 12 minutes I of like this podcast. That. Yeah, because listen. This is what we need. Like this is a, a big, deep breath. I feel like the High Hopes podcast today is a big ass deep breath. Yeah, we're the Aaron Rodgers of podcasts right now. <laughs> we like literally. Relax. It's just. It's, just, it's going to be fifty minutes of relax. Yes. Like I, I, I got excited. I thought he was going to sign this week. Like we there all was, did, a, there was yeah. a lot of smoke. There was a lot of good things. Um, and I buy into this. Like generally, agent smoke or you know like uh, Bob Nightingale tweets or this or that. Like. I buy into the Vegas smoke usually. Like that stuff is real to me. When they change odds, when they change, like that's the type of stuff that usually gets me, and it doesn't always end up being true, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's the type of stuff that I'm more inclined to believe in because Vegas usually knows. Right. So uh, listen, it was a it was a roller coaster week. Yeah. And the official <laughs> trailer for the show is being released on Monday. So I wonder if what did I say after the Super? I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Well, it's probably gonna be after the Super Bowl. Um, but. Listen, whether it's and and Jeff Passan was just on Sports Center um, and before I left, and he was saying that a lot of people in the industry think it's going to happen within the next two weeks. So it seems like it's really heating up. Uh, they because both sides are starting to realize how ridiculous this is that it's dragged into spring training. These guys are twenty six year old Hall of Famers, and they should be signed by now. <laughs> it's just outrageous. So I mean, just the fact that his market is quote unquote, and we all know it's just the Phillies, but that Bryce Harper's market is the Nationals, the Phillies, the White Sox, and the Padres is a disgrace for baseball. But sucks. that's a whole separate issue. It's, and I, like, when was the last time the White Sox have been mentioned in any Harper? Thing? Yeah, they're nothing like, to do with. They're been, just being thrown in because uh, Scott's like get as many in there. Again. Okay, and here's another thing uh, with with when the Harper thing comes about. I don't know about you, but I feel like it's going to absolutely come out of nowhere. 
Like, all of a sudden, I don't think there's going to be, like, a lot of smoke building up to it. I think it's just randomly one of the guys says, hey, it's, it's like happening. Like the MLB The Show tweets, hey, like and the then first, it's over. I, I'm over the MLB The Show thing. I don't think anything. I don't think they have anything to do with anything. I think just straight trolling the entire They're time. They're trolling everyone. I'm out on MLB The Show. <laughs> I, I hate no, them. All right. No, if, if it turns out that they were straight trolling, no Phillies fan is allowed to buy MLB The Show. Unless he signs here. Even then, <laughs> I guess you, you'd do it to support Bryce, but yeah. A little mad at the game if they're trolling, but I guess if he signs here, then they then we can't assume that they didn't know, and then it's okay. You're right. right. So I guess we can't troll because he's going to sign here. So right. I guess never mind. I'm just saying that I I have this feeling that it comes out of nowhere. It's a Bob Nightingale tweet when no one's expecting. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, he's coming to Philly. It's right. Over. So because because and this is not to to disparage any of the beat writers. It's just that I don't think anyone really knows anything. Like Matt Gelb was on with us the other night on the evening show, and he was like, I've been trying for months. I have no idea where they think where they want to go with this. Like I, he has no idea. And and Matt Gelb's a really good Phillies reporter. And like know? even like even Salisbury, who's been on this Machado thing this whole time, he is starting to hedge because he doesn't know. Yep. Zalecki doesn't know. And the Phillies, to their credit, have been freaking like ridiculous. Down. It's like, really impressive. Isn't actually. it insane? It's insane in this day and age when it feels like everything leaks. It's I mean, been, it was it's like crazy. I mean, it was like uh, we haven't heard any. To the fact that at this point we have not heard a single, even uh, uh, any sort of report about what the Phillies offer is, is incredible at this point. We've had no, the only offer we've heard is the original Nationals $300 million offer, which Nightingale came on here and said wasn't even $300 million with deferred payments, all that type of stuff. That We've not heard a single Bryce Harper number since then, which is crazy, which also makes you think maybe the numbers aren't as high as you expect, but that's a... Yeah, I mean, ha- Howard's been, Howard Askin's been saying he, does, he doesn't think he's going to get $300 million. So I Howard mean, also said he thinks they're going to get Machado and not Harper. So yeah, well, because well, no one knows anything. Nobody knows. So, but but my main point in all of this is that like the McCutcheon signing came out of nowhere. We haven't heard the Phillies connected with him. Great point. And then Robertson was like, "Hey, they're interested in him." And then five minutes later, it was like, "Oh, he's already passed his yeah, physical." And it here's was a picture. Really funny. Of, here's a picture of his family in front of the Phillies. It was sign. really funny because <laughs> my brother Peter texted me the night before that happened and said. Why aren't the Phillies in on David Robertson? I love that guy, and no one's talking about him. I was like, yeah, great point. And then the next day, they signed David Robertson. I was like, way to go, Pete. Good call. But nobody had it. He was just like, why are we not hearing the Phillies attached to him? Because we weren't. And then the next day, he signs with them. Right. So I think, honestly, I think it's better to read tea leaves than to trust anyone right now. And just and that's what that's, that's what we're doing. That's, that's basically what we've what been you, doing. What you and I have been doing is we've From only been looking at what makes sense. Yep. And for us, Harper has always made sense. So, um. Uh, also, a little Ryan Howard thing just came out, Ooh. and I guess he talked to TMZ, and he said he would prefer Harper over Machado, and that he said that he tells us that he actually has a great relationship with Bryce on a personal level. What? And then he said Howard says he's talked with Bryce before, and his message to him message to him during this free agency free agency period remains the same. Bryce, man, do your thing. You know what it is. What? Howard. Ryan Howard's the closer. The when big, did this happen? I thought Zach Ertz is the closer. Well, we uh, shout out to Zach Ertz, but we all talked Worth up, right? We we're all like Jason Worth. You're there with him, telling your buddies with him. We didn't know Ryan Howard was tight with Bryce and, and telling him the business. The big piece, baby. I mean, think about it. If there's there anyone better to say, hey, bro, you want to be a left-handed powerer in that stadium? Yeah. There isn't. There isn't a better person. Hey, bro, I want an MVP in that stadium. Left-handed powerers do pretty well there. Also, a uh, fun fact about the Ryan Howard MVP. 
That happened in his age 26 season. It did. Which will also be uh, Bryce Harper's first. That's a very good point. <laughs> and Bryce Harper's- 58 home runs that season, didn't he? <laughs> and Bryce Harper's, right. Bryce Harper's been in the league since, uh, what, he's 19? So, yeah. uh, listen, if anyone's like, well, I don't know if Bryce Harper's actually good, um, uh, let's just relax and say this guy's only 26 years old. Oh, God. And he's already hit like more home runs than Hank Aaron, like all these, like, Willie oh, Ma- yeah. like, all these big guys. The, the, that That's another narrative that has been driving me crazy. Do we really want to pay this guy this much money? He hit two forty three last year. Go away. <laughs> Go I mean, truly, away. There is nothing worse than that. It is the worst take out there. It is the worst take that is out there. Is Bryce Harper good enough? Is the worst take out there. He is a generational player. Again, like we talked about, to at twenty two, put up an eleven oh nine OPS season is is literally unheard of because no one's ever done it in the history of the sport. Uh, just to, to this whole narrative that Bryce Harper isn't good enough or that he's got a low batting average. People love to quote that he batted under 252 of the last three years. He also batted over 320 or 319 two of the last four years. So go back another year. He batted 333 and he batted 319 two of the last four years. Like, what are we doing here? We're picking and choosing what we want to choose. Okay. And also hurt last year and or a couple years ago, whatever that that factored in as well. It's just. It's a, it's a lazy, silly narrative. So let me just let me just put this stat out there. Um, if you took out, and this is courtesy of uh, Blake Finney, if you took out Bryce Harper's MVP season, which again was one of the five best offensive seasons in the last thirty years. Yes, at twenty two. His career numbers are two sixty nine, three seventy three, uh, one hundred forty two homers, eight sixty OPS, one twenty seven OPS plus. Uh, that's during his career without the MVP season. Uh, Manny Machado last six years, 283, 337, 168 homers, uh, 826 OBS, 122 OBS wow. plus. Anthony Rendon during his entire career, um, 285, 361, 102 wow. home runs. So Harper without his MVP season is still a better player than those guys, or a better hitter. A better pure offensive yeah, player. Like then- without... Even I mean, without... Look, 337 to 373 is on base percentage is a significant gap. Yeah, I mean, his on-base skills are ridiculous. And coupled the fact that he has like two, 300-plus hitting seasons. And like, again, like you talked about, going to the perfect park for his skill set. Yep. So Everyone uh, relax. Relax. And again, look, whatever number they get him at, it seems, and this is this is conjecture here, but at the way it's playing out, it seems like whatever they sign him to will be a discount. Will be a, a a good value, and that's why that that's why does. I think that Boris is getting more teams involved. I think so too. He doesn't have the number he wants. I think that's very clear. I think he, the Phillies have exactly they haven't they haven't had to budge from whatever offer they made. I know some people think they haven't made an offer. Like I, I that doesn't really matter. Like they Boris, they, yeah. If nothing else, they've given a, parameters. They've correct. said, hey, this is the range, or this is. They might not have given him a formal offer, sign this sheet, and we're good type of thing. But they have let Scott Boris know where they're at. And it's Scott Boris's job to try and get them higher. And that's what we're seeing right now. I, I, absolutely what we're seeing. Again, the San Diego Padres. It, really? I know. It's the San Diego Padres. It's the definition of, of a meaningless baseball team. And I feel like the Nationals are only in there to kind of maybe scare the Phillies. The Nationals are in there because he played there for his entire career. That's it. That's the reason they're in there. They're not really in there. They're in there because that's the team he played for, so they're in there. Now, let me tell you the single most important part, the single most important reason why Bryce Harper has to sign here. Are you ready for it? I've been ready. His career numbers off of Nick Pavetta, 333 batting average, <laughs> 538 OVP, 1,100 wow. OPS. Yikes. Yikes. Two home runs. And I'm just saying that I every Bryce Harper highlight I've watched, which is a lot of them, 
There's a there's both Pavetta just absolute launches are on there. Yeah. And I need that to stop. Okay. How so, about this? Uh if we're talking about a Pavetta breakout now, desperately we need it. Maybe bringing Bryce here actually is the reason you get the Pavetta breakout because he doesn't have to face him. Right. I mean, Bryce Harper Ipso facto. owns Nick Pavetta because Nick Pavetta <laughs> struggles against lefties and we don't like to talk about his deficiencies, but that is a major deficiency of Nick uh-huh. Pavetta. Uh, I'm just saying the single most important part of Bryce Harper signing here is not the home runs, the MVPs, the nah. 40 home run nah. seasons. Nah. It's the lead up to a Nick Pavetta breakout On season. brand, Jack Fritz. Eh, I had to do it. <laughs> On brand. <laughs> I had to do it. All right. So uh, any more relaxed type stuff from you? Because I'm... Um, I'm good on the relax at the moment. Oh, so I have a question for you. Yes. Um, so I had this thought this week, and I think it's I think it's a good take. Boris Boris needs Machado to sign first because that way he can just say he can just put all the pressure on the Phillies. So you know oh, I, mean? I think look, if Scott Boris had his way, I think he would be ecstatic if Manny Machado signed with the Padres, the White like, Sox, or something. Now, for I, sure, I think I think Boris. I, I, the reason I don't think it's going to happen is because I think that Manny is is also waiting on the Phillies. Like Manny is the Phillies' backup plan, and they know that they can get the most money. Out. Like same thing for Manny. If you flip it around either way, right? Like that that if another team signs Harper, then all of a sudden the Phillies become what Manny would go to. So probably. So I don't know. I know what you're saying. I think it's. I, look, I think both guys want the other side. Yeah, I first. just. I think Boris. Hope. I think Boris is just dying. Like, I think. I'm worried that he's going to hold out as long as it takes for Machado to sign first. I'm worried about all of it because I'm so tired of this. Like I, another week of 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 these takes that are coming out. The 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 meltdowns. <sighs> Another week of meltdowns. I don't know if I can take it. I I'm. I mean, I, I guess I, I. I almost want to like just tell people like don't look at anything. Don't find out. Like yeah. just don't read Bob Nightingale's Twitter. Don't read John Heyman's Twitter. Yeah, just don't, log off. Just log off. <laughs> That's the phrase. Log off. I mean, if you want to tweet your freakouts to me, I'll try to respond. It's just like every single day I'm getting meltdown tweets, and I feel like I have to. I feel like I have to be the soothsayer. Also, another question for you. Yes. Do you think? All right. Who would? It, who would the Phillies have to sign first in your mind to make both realistic? You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Like I here's here's what I think. I honestly don't think it matters. So you I, don't think they're signing both regardless? No, not even that. I just think that it's ultimately going to come down to dollars and cents the Phillies are willing to spend. Like, we don't know if they want both. First of all, if they want both, but I think it'll come down to a situation where, let's say Harper signs first— it's Machado not getting what he wants from other teams, and the Phillies saying, "All right, we'll take you for that." I think that's the way it would happen. So you think that Harper would have first? And to sign I think first. it could see both ways, but I think it's more likely if Harper signs first. I okay. guess is the best way to say it. Okay, because I was thinking about this as well. Maybe if they sign Machado, then they're like, "Well, Harper's really been our guy this whole time. Let's all go out on, and just get both these guys." I'm wondering if. Well, I think it is interesting because it doesn't seem like. I don't think there's any other team going to where Harper wants to be. But there also might not be another team going to where Machado wants to Yeah, be. it's that's, tough. That's the issue. Although I do think if they get Harper, if they get Harper, I think that they trade Franco and sign Moose. I do too. I don't, I don't, again, I think they want Bryce Harper. That's the feel I get. I think they want Bryce Harper and Machado will go somewhere else. I think Machado could go to the Padres. That's the type of thing, like in the, if, if it's done after where it's a little less money, you're not giving 300 million, maybe you're going 200 million. I think Machado is going to earn substantially less than Bryce Harper. If, is is my big takeaway. If I'm Manny Machado, if I'm Manny Machado, 
I'm signing a one year deal, honestly. And re rebuild your value. Like you, and, and, and and hey, hustle every play. Do all that type of stuff. That's what you need to do. Like you being a dumbass and saying that uh, I'm not Johnny Hustle or whatever, that tanked your value this up. It was like, unbelievably stupid. I, I mean, I know we talked out here, and it was part of when it happened, it was part of the reason I said I wasn't down on Machado because of the actual comment itself that like whether he hustles or not or whatever I, again i think that's overblown i'm down on him because he's such a freaking moron that he would say like how dumb are you how dumb are you you're about to be a free agent looking for one of the biggest contracts of all time and you're like ah hustling's not my thing really no, no. how did those words leave your mouth you should be lying you should be doing whatever you have to do it's just crazy to me it's yeah crazy so if i'm him man just just take a one-year deal wherever you can get it and like, just rebuild your value, and and maybe it's here he signs a one year deal. Like that'd be crazy. I was actually thinking about. I didn't think about a one year deal, but I was thinking about like a four year deal. Like, like what if you just gave him like four years, one eighty, and just say screw it, we don't, you know, and we're not going to need it for a few years, and have just like where and and I thought about it in this way, in that it would allow the only way both agents can come out of this off season as winners is one gets the biggest contract of all time, the other gets the highest AAV of all time. It's the only other way you could spin it, right? And, yeah. and again, it's not as big a win. You want that sticker price. You want 330 or whatever. Machado's not getting that. At this point, I think it's pretty clear. So, like, why yeah. not Why not give Lozano something and say, hey, it's a four-year deal, but this is the most a player's ever made in a single season in the history of Major League Baseball or something like that, like, as a, another way to appeal to their camp to give them something where they can feel like they did their job. You know yeah. what I mean? And if you're Boris, you should definitely take it as a win that he's not going to sign for the most money. Absolutely. And just sign as soon as possible. Come on, and, Scott. Like, I, the, I'm just so frustrated because, like, I feel like everyone in baseball knows he's going to be a Philly. Yep. And, well, and has for months, right? Like, do you, let's go back. Let's go back to the very beginning of the offseason. Remember when we thought he was going to sign at the winter meetings? And of course we did. That was adorable. It that was, was really it was one of the super cute. It's the cutest moment of the offseason. Bob Nightingale, <laughs> two plus months ago or whatever, says. He's going to the Phillies bank on it. 90% of baseball believes it. You and I had a pod we called the worst kept secret in baseball. And now here we are months later feeling the same way. It's no. just nothing has changed. It's yet. been three months of blue balls. Like, it, has, it is the all-time blue balls. It's the worst. It's it the is. Worst. It is the worst. Well, and it has, it has really sucked a lot of the fun out of it. We talked about this a lot. And, and look, ultimately, whenever he signs... Phillies fans will be ecstatic to have him, and and it will go by the wayside. I'm sure there'll be some. Fans. No one's going to remember he signed on exactly. March first or whatever. People will get over it, or the vast, vast, vast majority of people will get and how, past it. And over before it. you go on, there is no way this is lasting until March. Because, I agree with that. Like for as much as I think the show stuff is BS, they do have copies to sell. Like it's, it comes Absolutely. out March twenty sixth. They have to do something. They have to set, send them around the world. I mean. Yeah, so like it's not going to last till March. There's no way. There's just no way that's going to happen. It's going to be within the next two weeks, I would think. I agree. Like I said, I'm sticking by my post Super Bowl thing that week after next week. I guess that is which. But again, it's it's the it really has. This is something where we as Phillies fans went into this off season saying this is going to be the most exciting off season of our lifetimes. I know. And it really has sucked the joy out of it. It's sucked the fun. It's bad for baseball. It's will, bad for baseball. We will be very excited when he signs. Yeah, it's we'll just, lose but, our minds. But it's going to feel like an exhale moment rather than pure ex- jubilation. Jack, that's a really perfect way to say it. It's going to be like, oh, thank God, finally. It's going to be a finally instead of a, yeah, you know, instead of that type of like exciting reaction. You're right. And I think that's a problem. Yeah, it stinks. It's unfortunate. But 
You know, Jeff Passan also said yesterday, he was like, an agent or whatever put it to me this way, like, free agency doesn't really start until January 15th. Maybe we just have to... Re- that's We have to do our thing. Why don't they do it? I agree with you, but that's what they should do. What baseball needs to do is say, hey, winter meetings, free agency starts then. And then it's a real thing. And then you go. And who knows how it changes from there. Maybe because it starts at winter meetings, there's more action. Who knows? But at least there you're waiting three months or two months or a month for a guy to sign. We'd only be, if we, granted we'd be talking about it from the end of, you know, October till now anyway, but we would really only be waiting a month. Yeah. Like, oh, it's only been a month. We'll get him. It's going to work out. It would just change. It would change the way people look at the And we could actually like plan for for free agency stuff rather than just be upon us. Um, And be like, when could this happen? Maybe the winter meetings. Oh no, assholes. It's not going to be the winter meetings. Actually, no no move is ever going to happen in the winter meetings ever again. God. Um, Which is crazy because Jason Worth did sign the winter meetings that long ago that contract with the Nationals I remember it vividly I was at those friggin winter meetings and it was such a big deal everyone's like worth 126 million can you believe it whatever yeah well it's unfortunate God so. Scott you're such a jerk and and again the best who ever did it there's a reason that Scott Boris does this and and I don't remember a time Scott Boris has ever lost I don't remember Scott time well, Scott Boris hasn't gotten what he wanted or the Arietta contract part. was kind of an L it was a little bit of an L, but the age and all that, you're right, a, was JD a Marti- bit of an L. Well, all right, so the Red Sox came in the last offseason saying, we're paying him five years, 110, take it or they leave it. They ended up at 110, yeah, five you're years, right. 110. Yeah, so, so maybe we're starting to get to that point where Boris, they, where the owners are starting to say, like, this is our limit, buddy, Yeah, as a group. Maybe, we're not going past maybe that. Maybe GMs are getting smarter. Well, obviously they're getting smarter. But oh, like, 100% GMs the game, are getting smarter. They're just getting, they're getting way too smart. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's good that there's smart yeah. teams. There's really no dumb teams left, except for maybe the Marlins. Um and yeah, it's just the stuff that came out today. I mean, th- first it was the Diamondbacks thing that was hilarious. There was a Nationals guy or whatever that was yeah. like, "Oh, Chris Russell, right?" Yeah, and he was in like, Washington. he was like, "Yeah, he's wanted to be a National this whole, or I want to be a, a Diamondback this whole time." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> first off, they just got rid of Paul Goldschmidt because they can't pay because they can't pay him. They didn't sign AJ Pollock. What are we talking about? Like, here? Why are you reporting that? Like, why are you reporting that? He's hey, not. Hey. He's not going to the Diamondbacks. So stupid. So everyone relax. Um, it's going to be fine. And yeah, maybe just stay. Free agency starts January 15th and everyone won't have months and months and months of freak Again, even if it doesn't really change anything, it, it just frames it in a different way. Oh, where it changes our whole mindset. Exactly. So, it changes the way we look, we look at it, which would ultimately matter because we're the one. Ultimately, look, the Phillies are going to get the guy that they want to pay and that's going to work out. The guy's going to get his money. Scott Moore is going to get paid. We're the only ones who really have to suffer through this whole thing like they're all working out they'll be fine they'll figure it out we're the ones who have to go through the pain and the anguish of waiting every day so and getting led on and yes, led astray and yes. lied to and, it, yeah. i mean and it's all it's to the point where it's like it uh, again we'll all be super excited we're not gonna vote against bryce harper but i guarantee you there will be fans out there and i know joe DeCamera has said this on the midday show that he's gonna hold up a bit of a grudge against harper for making us wait the song which now i disagree with i agree it is silly <laughs> So silly to say that. It's not Harper's fault. It's not his fault. He's doing his job. He's trying to get the most money he can for his lifetime. This is it. This is his biggest earning potential in his life. And you can't blame Scott Boris. The guy's just doing his job. Blame the system. But still, there will be people like that. There will be. Like, Joe's like, I want him to play here. So what does that have to do with anything? Like, I want him to want to play here. I mean. Yeah, see, um, I, I hope, I really, James, if I can ask you one thing. Please hold him accountable for that. When he signs here and it's opening day and he's freaking out, say, hey, you didn't want him here. You didn't want him, bro. Yeah. yeah. So uh, please, for the all summer, <laughs> just remind him of that. And let me ask you a question. So I've thought a lot about opening day. Um, I've thought about it being a nice day, sunny, a little bit chilly. Probably a little chilly. I mean, to, to vet on. on the mound. 
which is, I mean, the, the only reason people are there. pretty chilly. <laughs> so Pavetta let's, on the mound, that was good. So let's say... Pavetta on the hill. <laughs> opening day Pavetta. Let's say that they sign Harper. I think the I think the ovation is like raucous, right? Obviously, obviously, obviously. No, not this is not my point. Do you yeah, think it would have been a pretty bad point? Do like, you yeah, think? Thanks, Jack. Do you think that if they sign Machado, it's as like no raucous? No, it'll be raucous. It will be loud. Like people will cheer for Manny Machado if he signs here and he's coming up batting cleanup, batting crazy. second, wherever he wants to put him. But if it's Bryce Harper, it will be louder. There is no question about it. I mean, None. he's he's gonna be viewed as like the Messiah. He's the most. Like, I know. Think about I know. it this way: like, when is the when have the Phillies gotten the face of baseball? When have we ever had the face of baseball? Even like, the Rollins, Howard, Utley Pete guys, Rose? like maybe. And at that point, Pete Rose was thirty nine years old or whatever. Yeah. Like he was the he was the face of baseball. And no, we're getting the face of baseball yeah. heading into his prime. He's about to start his prime. This never happened here. Now batting for the Phillies. Now, you do a great damn Baker, by the way. It's an underrated Jack Fritz impression. Uh, listen, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a crazy person, but I have walked around my house doing that. For the last uh, two straight you've weeks, said, you've said it to me a hundred times. Now batting so. for the Phillies, I do it a lot. It's I'm not. Good. I'm not trying to be a psychopath, but I, <laughs> I just walk around my house because Jill's gone all day because she works. Yeah. So it's pretty much just me walking around doing Dan Baker it's impressions good. and it's like good. closing my eyes and envisioning Bryce Harper hitting Titanic shots. <laughs> like every time, every time someone posts a video of that 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 clip of Howard going triple deck against the Nationals, like I just think of Bryce doing that. Yeah, buddy. Ah, oh, Jesus, I just need it. All right, Scott. Please, for the love of just God, just enough. Um, let's do this. Right, Relax so, and let's do this. Don't right. log off. That's our advice. Yes, everyone. And just except log for off. us, follow us. We'll tell you what's going. <laughs> of course. Uh, I want to do. I want to put this Mike Alfranco, Mike Mustakis thing to bed. Um, I thought it already was. No, I know, ahead. but I just I think there's some people out there that still think it would be a lateral move. And I oh, just, there are. I've I've heard them. I, I just want to. This is now for anyone that believes that coming I, from the the last per, last known inhabitant of Mike Alfranco Island, no less. He does have a leg kick now. Yes, the he, last Jack Fritz, <laughs> the last person left was was seen swimming off the island on his own as it was burning to the ground, screaming, but. "I was wrong." <laughs> um, so, all right. So, I have some stats here that I think should put this whole thing to bed. Uh, the the first couple of stats here come from a good friend of the podcast, Ryan Orgitano. Um, he is, he's just a, a guy that loves the podcast and he sent me some Mike well, guess what? I love Ryan. Yes, we all do. Um, so this is last year. Franco's hard hit percentage. This is from a uh, baseball savant was 27 and a half percent. Soft hit percentage was 28.3%. Ground ball percentage was 49.2%. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Barrel, Not good friend. A barrel percentage was 7%. Oh. His exit velo was 88.1%. His launch angle was 9.5. These are not great numbers, friends. <laughs> no, not great at all. Mike Moustakis last year, hard hit percentage of 41.2%. Wow. Hard, I mean, uh, significant difference yeah, Franco there. Franco was 27.5. 27, yep. Soft hit percentage was 21.7. Okay. His ground ball percentage was 34%. which Significantly it, lower, 15% lower. His barrel percentage was 8.5%, which barrel percentage is bad, uh, batted balls 95 plus miles per hour off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um Average exit velocity of eighty nine point three, up from the eighty eight that 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 uh, Franco had, and had which a, is a significant difference. Right. One mile per hour might not seem like a lot, but it does matter. Michael Franco's launch angle nine point five. Mike Mustakis' launch angle nineteen point six. <laughs> okay, so if that's not enough, <laughs> we don't wonder if that fits what the Phillies like to do. If that's not enough, uh, from Johnny Heller, another friend of yeah. the podcast. Shout out um, to Johnny. He did a, a a park factor thing last night where he combined. 
He overlapped Miller Park and Kauffman Stadium. First of all, real quick, shout out to all these wonderful, enterprising listeners who do these things because this is awesome. Yeah. Now this was yeah. It's it was it was great work. It just makes us sound better than actually that we actually are. So if you put Mike Mustakis in Citizens Bank Park last year and 81 games and then still played his road games, he would have batted 268 instead of 251. He would have had. 38 homers. (laughs) He would have had 38 home runs here last year. Coming off a season before that, where he already hit 38 home runs, you could be thinking of 40 home runs. Like, if you... Mike Moustakis is a clear... And not even factoring the defense yet. Because Mike Moustakis is a better defender. So, once again... Take your freaking Mike Galfranco 270 batting average and shove it, okay? This is so great. Because Mike Moustakis is not a lateral move. Get Franco out of here. I'm sorry if you still believe in him. I was the last one. Well, I'm not. There's people people still on the island. I'm just saying that it's time to get off. uh, As I've been saying. But he has like it. You did get mad at me last year with Moustakis. I think we had this exact argument the other way around last year. Yeah. Sure, there's an enterprising listener you can right, find right. out. Uh, no, that, but never no. Um, Don't I'm, listen to that Look, all I'll say is I'm very happy to have you on board. Mike Mustakis Island is a is a nice stay. I would I I I would be very cool with Mike Mustakis. I Look, and it's one of those things that, again, going back to tea leaves and all, it just makes a lot of sense. It really is a, a move that would make sense for this team. Another lefty bat in there, all that type of stuff. So, um, all right, Fritz, what else you got? Relax, by the way, everybody. Yeah, okay. everyone, everyone relax. Should we talk? Time to talk t-shirts? Oh, oh, wait, one more thing. Okay. And then t-shirts. Okay. Prospects. Prospects, right, prospects. Yes. So Top 100 right. lists have started to come out, you it know, was obviously on, different from was, list to list. It was on MLB Network yes. the other day, the Top 100 Countdown uh, So show. only three Phillies have been on, that I've seen on any of the lists, have been obviously Sixto, who I've seen anywhere from low 20s to 30s. Um, I think he was like 15 somewhere. Was he? Yeah, uh, Alec Bohm, of course, is generally in the 60s. 50s, 60s range. And then Luis Garcia at the back of some lists. And Medina's been in there as well. Medina has been at the back of a couple lists too. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, and so it's just frustrating. Right? I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer no. guy. It's just that whenever I watch these, like I watched the whole prospect show yesterday. And I was just like, did. that is so, Jack is so their target audience. <laughs> I was just like, crap. Like the Braves <laughs> had four guys in the top 50 and, and like just. There's just, and that's not even including Acuna, who's graduated last year. Yeah, <laughs> there's and, just, and would be number one on any list. There's just so many dope prospects out there. Well, and, number and, one is is uh, I mean Vlad Guerrero Jr. I don't I don't ever remember looking at minor league now. And and if you if you like these types of things, go take a look at Vlad Guerrero's minor league performance. I mean, he's hmm. put up numbers that I've never seen. Dude, it was in talked about this week that he's the best prospect of all time. He, look, it, <laughs> uh, the, you, uh, you could argue he's the best hitting prospect of all time. Dude, he's you could his, argue it. Dude, he, he might be the best hitting prospect of all. Like he's up there. James, he's his dad with plate discipline. It's unbelievable. And his dad's it's a first, like a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, and I'm just saying that was the first ballot. I think, I think his first ballot. Yeah. So, uh, like just got in. He just was not ballot. unanimous. Yeah. Seventy five percent, like right on the line. I think. What killed the Phillies after their window, after their after their run there, mm-hmm. was that they did such a poor job. Of developing, yeah. developing talent, all that fun stuff. Like that's the reason why this has been such a pit of misery. I'm just saying that I I do trust this front office. I trust this ownership staff. They put a lot into that, as we know, with the Dominican and starting to really try and beef this type of stuff up. And they've used their own. They've developed their own analytics that aren't even public that they've been using on their minor league guys. It Which led, is great. It led to a Mickey Moniac breakout. Like they need, they need to start really hitting on hitters because, like the last, which co- again to the minor league thing that you know. Uh, 
putting hitting coaches everywhere who are teaching the same philosophy. Like, it yeah. does seem like they're taking the steps to do this type of stuff. Now, it, unfortunately, it might be like it might be the two wrong years. approach. We don't know. Well, it's, you just, know? well it's just two years too late. Like, yes. it should have been happening. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Like, it might be the wrong approach at this point by the time you're getting there. But at least there's uniformity throughout the... We don't know it isn't. There's uniformity, which I think is a good thing. Right. And obviously, guys like Jason Ochard and that would help. It's just like... The thing that caused me so much depression the other day when I was watching Top 100 is that like a guy like Kesson Hiora was on it. And I don't know if we ever had this podcast during the Hazley draft, but I just remember being all over Kesson Hiora. Like, he was my guy... Pure I sitting. feel like we did have the podcast, but I don't think I. I don't think you guys it. let me talk about it. I don't it. think we let you talk a lot of prospect type stuff. So disappointing. Yeah. Um, well, now you can do whatever you want. I know. How about that, I can I can do whatever I want. Thank you. Um, but he, <laughs> like, actually, no, you had your podcast and you brought me on to talk about Hazley. Yeah, I did on Phillies Today. Right. About that. And I just remember thinking, like, Keston Hewer rakes. And the guy is raked. And it's just like he's a tw- he's a top 20 prospect now or top 30 prospect. And Nick Madrigal, who I talked about last year. Oh, yeah, a, I remember that. He's well. a top 40 prospect. Yeah. And it's just like I was right, and I just wish the Phillies had my eye. That's that's the point of this whole rant is that I wish the Phillies had my eye. <laughs> just kidding. They're, they, they are great at their job. But I, it is I, – I am – I think the Phillies are taking the right approach, and I think they're doing putting the right resources into player development. They're putting guys all over the place where they can. They've done a really good job developing pitchers. I'll say that. Like the mm-hmm. pitching, the pitching depth is legit. They have to start doing it with hitters. I think Ochar is a really, really big step forward. Um, I trust that when they go through this next run, they have when they bring in Harper, like they uh, they will be able to sustain that because they're going to have talent coming through. Which the system. is the key. And another thing, we we texted about this. Um, that's another reason why Bryce Harper is so, so, so very important. Yep. Because the Phillies right now, they have a bunch of good players. Mm-hmm. Like Hoskins, good player. Nola's better than a good player. Nola's Nola, a, but we're talking hitting right now. Right. They have Scott Kingery. Could be a nice player. And Scott Kingery was like last year's Nick Madrigal. Yep. I mean, he was in the 40s range. And we are very bullish on Scott Kingery. I think Scott Kingery is going to be a very Absolutely. good player. And he's going to get more playing time than people think. I think if Herrera struggles, I actually think he's going to play a lot of center yeah, field. And I look, there's still a chance that, that Caesar's not on this team. Like I would, I would think he's going to be, but there's still moves that are going to be made. I here. wonder what their plan is this season. I don't know. That's why I'm really confused. Like I don't know what they're doing. We'll see. But there, I think I look if if it was Cesar Hernandez and a Mike Mustakas trade or something, it wouldn't or not Mike Mustakas, some sort of trade like that. Mustakas free agent, of course. But a player like that, or if they, if they don't want Mustakas and they trade for a third baseman or they trade for a reliever, I could see that. I wouldn't bet on it, but I could see that. Yeah, and they they didn't pay Kingery to sit the bench. Like I think right. they're going to give him as they did it last year. Like even when he was the worst player in baseball, yep. potentially on the offensive side of the ball, they still played him. So Kingery being that the, the Phillies. Don't have that guy. They don't have that guy, and that's why Harper is so important. They, they don't, don't have a Tatis. They don't have a Guerrero. They don't have an Eloy Jimenez. They don't have these guys who are the top-hitting prospects in baseball. They just don't have it. Right. They don't have a guy you can look at and say, all right, like a Ronald Acuna in Atlanta, a guy who can, you could say, all right, that's going to be the centerpiece of our team for the next six, seven years until he hits free agency, and then p- p- likely, hopefully longer. They don't have that guy. There is no guy like that. Right, and I think Harper... Uh, Harper's that guy, and he's only obviously, 26. Obviously that guy, but he extends the window a little bit mm-hmm. and doesn't put the pressure on a guy like Bohm to come up and like you have to rake, rake right next. away or Luis Garcia or whatever. Right. So Harper kind of takes the pressure off of all those guys, takes the pressure off Hoskins. Um, a very, very important signing uh, because if they want to realistically start competing as fast as possible, I don't know if they have the, the real star potential to keep this window open for a while. Um, I think 
I think Bohm's I think Bohm's being underrated a lot by a lot of prospect systems just because he was hurt last year, mm-hmm. and I get it. But I, I I'm, and just the fact that he's in the '60s after just getting drafted last year is still good. It's still good. Yeah, it's still good. I think I think Luis Garcia is a little low, but I guess when you're comparing him to Wander Franco, it's, it's like, like a top five prospect <laughs> at in seventeen. In most cases. Yeah, Wander, <laughs> he he's nasty. That dude. I know. But it's the same type of thing. Like, look, what the Phillies have done in the Dominican Republic and with their international scouting, shout out to Sal Agostinelli, of course. Our boy. Our guy. Friend of the podcast. Um, what they've been doing with that is is they're they're doing things that will enable them to be able to find guys like Wander Franco, to find the next Wander Franco. Like, that's what they're doing. They are setting up the infrastructure so that they have a better chance to find a Wander Franco, to find another Luis Garcia, to find a Ronald Acuna, to find these types of guys that you need to have that international infrastructure for. So uh, I hope that they, I hope that they continue to like even when they get a Harper or whatever and the windows open. I hope they continue to not be negligent against the the minor league system development stuff because they, uh, it's they imperative. Need, even look in even, today's game, I mean that's the wild wild west now. Totally, and even even just as having guys you can trade to make runs and all that type of stuff. Like, look, you get Bryce Harper, you build this team up, you're going for the World Series, you want to make a trade for a starting pitcher to help you get there. Like, you need prospects for that, too. There are so many other reasons that it's so critical yeah. to build that up. Yeah. Jack, we got T-shirts. We got T-shirts, We got High Hopes T-shirts. Uh, so, Jack, as, as you guys know, you listen to this show, has a tendency to get more excited about things than other people might. Like, I don't know some minor league players highlights or whatever james can i just i have to say it once podcast now life liberty and mickey moniac <laughs> that's sports. exactly right point being i don't know if i've ever seen jack get more excited about anything than these tie up t-shirts like nice. he texted me a hundred times about it yesterday yeah we got him it's awesome we got the guy we just, got, we got bryce harper just kidding. Right. we got we got high up t-shirts they are so, they are soft they are tri-blend they are incredibly comfortable now, I got mine yesterday. It is a delight. Now, if now my problem with them is that they don't show off my best features. They stick to me and make me look even fatter. But <laughs> but they are gorgeous t-shirts. They're good so, looking t-shirts. And, and again, they and, are super comfortable, again, which for me matters. And again, if we see you at the ballpark wearing one of these, we will buy you whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can say, I want that frosted drink that costs $25. Done. Yeah. Don't care. Yep. Whatever you want. It's on us, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I want your wallet. Sure. I think that's a fair trade. Way to wear that shirt, buddy. Um, All right. So we'll have some fun ways to get these shirts out to you guys and all that. But we're going to start with this, Jack, because we've talked about this a lot, right? It was our whole Christmas thing, right? Our holidays thing. We're like, share the podcast. Yes. Share the podcast. We want people who might not know about High Hopes to become part of this family that we friggin' love. We love all of you guys. We really do. Like, Jack and I talk about it, not just in the microphones. We talk all the time about how much we love our listeners, yes. how much we love this podcast. And, the, and just like the community we've built of High exactly. Hopes listeners. Like it's, it's a family. The, it's I feel the like it's a family. I, feel, I want this to be the High Hopes family. So we want to make that family bigger. So here's what we're going to do. And I guess it could be a little hard to get the picture right or whatever, video, anything you want. but Proof. Proof. All you got to do is prove to us that you're getting someone who's not subscribed to High Hopes to subscribe to this podcast. Yes. Send us a picture. Send us a video. Send us a handwritten letter from your friend. Maybe that's not as good. We need no. proof. Yes. But send us proof and you're getting an high up shirt. That's it. It's that simple. You show us that you, any one person, it could be your mom who doesn't even know how to use her phone. Hey, Ma, I'm getting you high hopes. I'm showing you how to do this. Whatever you got to do, prove it to us. You get a shirt. It's that simple. We'll, we'll DM you. It'll be game over. Game over. And yeah. then you, and then, you see, and here's the beautiful thing. 
that's the beautiful thing because not only you get the shirt, but then you get our wallet, our beer, whatever yes. you want at the game. You just right. get the shirt, you wear it to a game. We're at games all, all chance, the time. All chance we're there. We're there a fair amount. We go to a lot of games. We try to. Yeah. Eventually, Jack goes this, to a lot. This year, we have to set up an actual I Hopes night. Oh, well, that is a lock. We will do, we're going to have some fun stuff coming. We've been working with our uh, our gal, the great Cindy Webster, to try and come up with some really fun. There is no one on the planet. We love the Phillies. Cindy Webster is the only person on the planet I think might love the Phillies more than we do. And she is all in on I She is all in on I Hopes. So we've got some really fun stuff coming your way. We've got guests. We're doing all kinds of cool stuff, but t shirts right now. This baby. is the thing. If you want an I Hopes t shirt, just help us out. It's easy. Get us subscribers. Yes. We're desperate. Pay it for forward. It. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. If you like us, share us with other people. That sounded weird, but I like it. Yeah. Pass us around. <laughs> pass us around. <laughs> I love it. Two hits and pass the left. All right, Fritzy. Final thoughts. Um Okay. Uh I don't think there has been a single player on this roster more overrated this offseason than Roman Quinn. Roman Quinn is not very good. He is sure he's exciting. He's he can, bench guy. Help he, bench can, guy. he can steal you some bases. But anyone that wants to start Roman Quinn over Odubel Herrera, just stop. Are we doing because this again? If we're talking about upside and we're talking about like the best version of the Phillies, it's with a 300 hitter that can hit 20 to 25 home runs because that's what Odubel Herrera is. If you can mask, if you can, if you can take the home runs from last year, and I think he got a little too home run happy in the middle of the summer. If you can take the home runs from last year, combined with the usual average that has typically been there, you're getting an all-star caliber player. So like enough with the Roman Quinn stuff. It, he came up and he was fun for that little bit. Do people understand that he batted 145 the last month? Of the I don't season? think so. No. Do people no. just only watch the two weeks he was up here and was I like, wow, so. that guy's fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like, Relax on the Roman Quinn. Um, he should not be starting in center field for the Hell Phillies. Hell of a bench guy. Like that's the t- per- he's a perfect bench player. Switch hitter, a lot of speed, good at defense. Like that's a, a perfect guy to have on your bench. Listen, the exact type of guy to, you want on your bench. If he wants to be our Dave Roberts, be our Dave Roberts. Yeah, you're damn right he can be. So relax on the Roman Quinn. Oduble should definitely be starting in center field on on opening day and MVP Duble starts soon. Ooh, we're going from pro Duble to MVP Duble. MVP candidate Duble. I like it. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um top 10 in MVP voting. That's just What if Fitz's. that happens? I, got, I will bow to you. I have Pavetta All-Star game and I have Oduble Herrera. These are good. I can't 10. wait. We're going to do a bold predictions pod at some point. It's going to be a lot of fun. Listen, I understand if our bold, bold, bold predictions come true, the Phillies are winning the World yeah, Series. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, <laughs> crazier things have happened. Yes. Rate and review the podcast. It means everything to us. Uh, and yes. again, find someone to subscribe to the pod. We'll get you a t-shirt. They're awesome shirts. They're comfortable. And then we can meet at a game and hang out and have beers, and it'll be awesome. So Mucho beers. Hey, mucho beers. All the beers. Mucho service. We both like beers. We're beer guys. Yes. Jack's a big time beer guy. <laughs> With a so. big time beer gut. <laughs> and Just also, look at him in the eye shirt. You can tell. Yeah, it's also the reason why I'm here and not in the big leagues. There it is. Found Keystone Light, lost there the cutter. There it is. David Wells could do it, but I guess <laughs> oh, not you. Nah, he's, nah. A, he's a peak athlete. I'm not. <laughs> All right. Um, please, please let us be talking to you on a day that is earlier than one week from now because that'll mean that's an emergency pod. Although I do appreciate that Harper News comes out on Thursdays. That's <laughs> true. They've been very kind with that. Yeah. Sometimes it's Bob Nightingale giving us the news directly on this podcast, which was fun as well. Um, but yeah, hopefully we will know something before next Thursday. If not, we'll be back then. Um, but we are we are waiting. We are on call. We are basically, we're basically surgeons, doctors right now because we're just on call at all times. Some would say more important. 
I wouldn't, but some would. And that's the important thing. All right, uh, for Fritz, for me, find someone to subscribe to Biops Pod. We'll get you a t-shirt. Let us know.